Hey there, Brian Boyle here, and welcome to Run Painless, Run Ageless, and I am back. I'm back from a much-needed vacation, and hope all are well. If uh, if you have not listened to the first episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to that first episode. It tells you all about who I am, why I'm here, and and who this podcast is for. If you are here and you've been here before, welcome back. I appreciate you listening and. You know, as always, share this with your fans, your 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 friends, your family, your training partners, uh, whomever. Um, you know, just don't go hurting yourself to get back here, though. That's uh, that's always the the uh, the problem I see. People always just seem to hurt themselves, right? That uh, that's always the case. But my name is Brian Boyle. I'm a physical therapist, runner, and uh, um, you know, I just love teaching, I love discussing running, and I love helping others. So if you've got any questions, you can send those my way, Brian at company5k.com. That's B-R-I-A-N at company5k.com. I'll be happy to get back to you. Usually it takes about 24 to 48 hours, but uh, uh, you know, keep those questions and comments coming. I've had you know, quite a few reaching out already, so I appreciate that. And uh, you know, as I say, keep them coming. So today I want to talk to you about stretching and mobility. Now, when we think about stretching and we think about mobility, there is a difference, okay? So, th- so they're not synonymous. Uh, you know, mobility in the, the sense of being mobile, being able to move, uh, doesn't always come from stretching alone. Uh, sometimes there is, uh, you know, some tissue, um, you know, that, uh, you know, if you've got larger muscles, you may not have the mobility that somebody that doesn't have the large muscle mass will. Uh, you know, you can also increase your mobility through things like strengthening. So functional strength and functional mobility, as we, we call it. Um, you know, there may be, uh, you know, movement just from learned movement patterns. So things like, uh, you know, plyometrics and things that, you know, may allow us to, to be a little bit more mobile, uh, even though we may not stretch in the static sense of stretching. And so that's why, you know, when, we, when we're talking about stretching and mobility, they're, they're not necessarily synonymous, but, uh, you know, we can throw them into the same discussion for, uh, for sake of discussion because of the fact that, you know, they, uh, you know, stretching can increase your mobility, but like I said, you know, the, the mobility can come from other things as well. So with stretching, what is stretching? Why is it so important? Well, with stretching, the key with the, uh, you know, with a static stretch is that it's got to be done consistently. And when I say consistently, that means that you do it on a daily basis and not a Hey, today is a uh, Saturday or Sunday. I've got some time. I'm gonna wait till either next Saturday or next Sunday, or I've got a holiday off. And so, you know, maybe we say, well, you know, President's Day is uh, is coming up, so I'll stretch because I've got you know full full day I can stretch, and then I'll wait till uh, Easter, and then I'll wait till uh, you know Memorial Day, and then you know Fourth of July sounds like another good time, uh, you know, and sporadically and you know and haphazardly stretching. In order to get a stretch and to maintain that uh, from static stretching, you know, we we say anywhere between 30 to 60 seconds is a bare minimum. Uh, You know, obviously, the longer you go into these stretches, the more, um, you know, that you will increase the tension on the muscles and then through that increased tension on the muscles, uh, we'll get a, uh, you know, kind of elongation effect where the muscles become lengthened, but it's got to be, as I say, 30 to 60 seconds, no less in that sense. Now, 
you know, a few years ago, there was a study that showed that 60 seconds was no different than 30 seconds. Uh, you know, again, it, it really is going to come down to what are you able to do and what are you comfortable in doing. Uh, you know, I'd say bare minimum 30 seconds. If you can hold it for 60 seconds for each stretch, great. Knowing that that does add time and what we're all pressed for is time these days. So, you know, 30 to 60 seconds bare minimum. If you can hold it even longer, that's called yoga. Uh, you know, you can see consistent benefits for the yogis out there that, uh, you know, have been practicing yoga for many, many years. There is another side of that, um, you know, but they do hold that for 30 to 60 seconds. Um, you know, bare minimum. I mean, that's, that's like the low, low end of, of most yoga poses. So, when we think about that, uh, you know, and the consistency of doing that, you know, you'll see that the very, very flexible people have been stretching consistently for longer terms, not just holding it for, you know, a five count and then moving to the next muscle set. When we think about why we stretch, uh, what happens is that we actually increase the blood flow. So you're increasing the blood flow into the muscles, the muscles become elongated, uh, the contractile tissue becomes elongated, the uh, connective tissue becomes elongated, kind of loosens up so it's no longer that stiffness that we talked about in previous episodes as we age. So you're helping to, to kind of move the connective tissue as well. Now this is really important for, uh, for the aging process as we all continue to age, none of us is getting any younger. Uh, if we look at our posture and we look at, you know, not only bone density, but the connective tissue, as that connective tissue becomes stiffened and more brittle, unfortunately, you will, you know, kind of go to the path of least resistance. So forward head, rounded shoulders, it's going to curve the spine. Uh, if you're trying to breathe while running, this becomes a very difficult posture to breathe in. We go to the accessory neck muscles, which are the scalenes, which kind of act like gills to try and help lift the first rib and the, and the collarbone. Uh, these are not very effective when we, we come to breathing. They will work, but uh, you know, you'd much rather have a, a, uh, an open chest posture where the lungs can expand and contract when you are actually needing them to, you know, like when you're going anaerobic, if you're trying to do any, uh, you know, kind of intervals or, you know, if, if you are doing a race and, uh, and you're wanting lung expansion and, and contraction in that anaerobic or non-oxygen phase. So that becomes really important for the upper, you know, upper body to be, uh, to be limber, not just the, when we think about running, we think about the hamstrings and the quadriceps and, and the lower body. Uh, you know, when we increase the blood flow, that also increases the availability for oxygen to those muscles. Uh, so we kind of become more efficient. You know, there's a, uh, um, there's a physical therapist, Scott Agee, who talks about the, uh, you know, miles per gallon and, uh, you know, increasing our efficiency in our, in our miles per gallon, you know, when, you know, when we increase the stretch. So if you're kind of a, a, a motorhead and you're thinking, you know, miles per gallon and efficiency, if we can increase our miles per gallon in our vehicles, you know, we know that's a good thing. Getting more, uh, uh, getting more out of the same, uh, you know, uh, resource is good. So our bodies react very similar to that. When we increase the, uh, the blood flow, we get more efficiency and more, uh, you know, endurance. So another reason why we should be stretching. And, you know, it, when we think about uh, the stretching aspect of this, there hasn't been any conclusive evidence to date. Now, and again, there's always new research coming out, but there hasn't been anything conclusive to date to show that stretching does reduce the incidence of injury. But what we do know is that folks that are more limber and more mobile and more, you know, have, have tissues that, uh, that are a little less stiff, uh, we do know that there's a less likelihood of injury uh, and actually that's easier if there is an injury to recover from. 
Uh, folks don't tend to get as injured when uh, when they're less stiff. So you know the severity of injury seems to be anecdotally at least uh, less severe. You know you may pull something, but it you know the the recovery is not as long as if you were completely stiff. Um, you know so when we think about that in mind, if if we say well you know there's no there's no evidence to say that. Uh, you know, stretching is going to reduce my, you know, injury, um, you know, or not allow me to get injured at all. Why should I do it? Well, think about that, that even if you do get injured, you know, usually recovery time is much faster. Uh, the other thing is, like I said, you know, the, uh, um, you know, you may, you may not become as severely injured in that aspect. And then stretching is always part of a recovery tool anyway. So if you're already acclimated to stretching and you already have that in your routine, it becomes that much easier just to add to, uh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm hurt. Um, once you get over that initial injury and stretching does become part of it, then you go back to your normal routine and it's nothing that you have to add to your day. Now, when we think about stretching, most often we talk about that static stretch where you hold the muscles in a position for an extended period of time at 30 to 60 seconds. There is also dynamic stretching. That dynamic stretching is, uh, is when we think about um, kind of fast movement stretching. It does have a place. Uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, stretching the muscle during some sort of activity, whether it's, uh, you know, kind of bounding, leaping, um, you know, plyometric activity, there's, uh, there's certainly a place for that as well. Uh, and then also when we think about kind of this rolling out, so a lot of folks are using foam rollers. Uh, I like the vector T pin. If you have not seen this, I encourage you to go and I'll put it in the show notes. Um, you know, I encourage you to go to, uh, uh, and, you know, look out for the vector T pin. This is my go-to and I, and I, I you know, I have, uh, uh, you know, a lot of my athletes get this. I use it personally myself. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, you know, much more so for the contour of the shape than the actual just a foam roller. Uh, I've used them all. I've used the tiger tail. I've used the stick. I've used uh, just, you know, white foam rollers, black foam rollers. Um, you know, for, in 21 years of practice, uh, trust me, I've used them all. And, uh, you know, the vector T-pin is, is by far my favorite. Uh, you know, the reason for rolling, and there's actually been some, some really good research that came out of this, that uh, rolling before an activity versus a static stretch, which could reduce the elasticity, which we know is going to happen in the muscles and not allow you to have as much stored uh, you know, muscle activation and recoil for fast activity. So if you're going to race, we encourage you not to necessarily static stretch, but to roll out. Uh, it shows that, you know, it loosens the muscles up, but it doesn't take away the elasticity. So we get the blood flowing a little bit. We get the, the muscles limbered up. It's like tenderizing meat. So we get those muscles uh, moving with the rolling and then, uh, you know, and then you go perform your activity. And, uh, you know, they show, uh, you know, almost as much as a seven to 10% reduction in, uh, you know, in effort with the static stretching immediately before activity versus, uh, you know, just rolling. Uh, and they actually showed that the rolling could increase your, you know, your production and capacity uh, because it does get the blood flowing and it does allow the, uh, the body to limber up, but without that, that, you know, negative effect of the, you know, reducing that recoil and that elasticity of the muscles by static stretching. So, when I take a step back and we say static stretching should be done daily, I would not encourage you to static stretch immediately before your activity. I would usually encourage you after your activity. So after you get back from a run, whether it's a you know, training run uh, or a race, static stretch in the evening or you know immediately after. 
uh, you know, save the uh, save the stack stretching for then. Roll out, uh, you know, immediately before, and you should see some significant results there. Uh, and then also, like I said, just uh, uh, just staying limber. So if you are strength training, and we can talk about all sorts of different strength training things, but you know, things like walking lunges, uh, you know, side lunges, uh, you know, step ups. Those are the sorts of things that will, you know. Condition the legs and, and strengthen the legs, but will also increase that dynamic flexibility that uh, that is you know so uh, beneficial for running. So those are you know just a few of the uh, the things that we can increase mobility with. Uh, you know things like rolling, uh, actually like doing rolls and tumbles and such. Uh, you know are good for overall mobility. Uh, the ability to stand up, you know, kind of doing up downs uh, uh, is again always good for the aging process. You know, there's there's never a uh, you know a bad time to be able to get up and down off the floor if you can do it once or 10 times or 20 times or 30 times um, you know that's a good thing versus the folks that just can't get down on the floor as we age we tend to have more falls and such so again keeping that mobility uh, overall is a good thing so if you've got questions uh, you know send them my way I'll be happy to, to, uh, to kind of send you off a uh, you know stretching program if you're interested uh, you know, I can always send out a, a stretching program for you, just to uh, to give you an idea as to what the, you know. The, a lot of the stretches that we use for uh, for my my clients that I personally coach. Um, you know, again, everybody's different, so I customize these things based on the needs of the individual. But you know, I can send out general guidelines as well. But uh, uh, send those to me. Uh, those questions, comments, concerns. Brian B R I A N at Company Five K. Be happy to get back to you as well. And uh, until next time, we'll see you again. Thanks for listening. Bye.